We hear all these stories about people getting really sick and then their lives drastically changing. Guess what, here's another one. So in 2016, I got pretty sick and I could not get rid of this cold that was seemingly just a common cold. It kept coming and going and it kept getting worse and worse until I started developing asthma. It got to the point where I had to admit to myself that maybe there was something more going on, that maybe there was something in my energetic system that was preventing me from truly getting better and getting back into my energetic rhythm, my energetic flow. Something had to give. I was sharing this with a friend one day and she recommended I see a shamanic energy healer. So I went to this shamanic energy healer and a whole new world opened up. It felt like coming home. It felt like remembering the truths of who I am and what I already know, but I needed reminding of. Suddenly, the world felt less scary, less alone, and my life is now driven by my inner knowing, not by fear. My name is Madeline Corliss. I am the creator of The Energy Studio. Welcome to The Energy Studio Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of the Energy Studio Podcast. Today, I'm going to be sharing my story with you, but before I do that, I want to just do a quick exercise. There's a lot happening in the world right now, and I do this with my clients, and I think it is always good for everybody to do. So just take a second. If you're driving, like maybe don't close your eyes, uh, but take a second, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and just ask all parts of you to come back into yourself, into your body. Sometimes we leave things in other places and we just want to make sure that we are completely whole and that we are here and present. Yeah. Okay. This week I'm going to be telling you my story and a little bit about how I got here and to where I am in the world now and I'm I'm sharing this because I have found great comfort and great lessons in the stories of others throughout my life. Uh, I'm an actor and I have always believed in the power of stories. If you think back, our ancestors passed down knowledge and wisdom and their history and their culture through stories. So it is our natural way of learning and of growing and of seeing the possibilities of the world. And I think it's incredibly both inspiring and comforting to hear the stories of others. So today I'm going to share my story. So I moved to New York City about six years ago and I pretty quickly became a fitness coach. I was, you know, pursuing acting and auditioning and doing all that, but I discovered that being a server was not for me. I lasted two weeks and was like, I absolutely hate this and I'm not doing it. Um, so for anybody who's a server, God bless you. That is hard. So I started this job as a fitness coach and something that I learned pretty quickly was that the people who made the biggest changes in their lives and in their bodies were the ones who changed their mindset. They were the ones who did the inner work, the looking at, okay, why do I overeat? Or uh, what is it that stops me from exercising? What are my belief systems around this? I caught onto this pretty early on. And so I started doing a lot of mindset work. And I started with just 10 minutes a day. And it led me to all of these brilliant writers and these uh, brilliant podcasts that talked about mindset and how we think and how to change the way that you think. And it eventually led me to A Course in Miracles. And both Gabby Bernstein and Marianne Williamson are uh, A Course in Miracles 
followers. And I started doing a lot of their exercises. So Gabby Bernstein has this book called The Universe Has Your Back, which I will link in the show notes. And in there, there are a lot of meditations. So I had started doing my morning practice, uh, which I still do, and I'm a huge supporter of morning practices, uh, where I would read a little bit of A Course in Miracles or a book like that every morning, and I would meditate and uh I think there were other things that I didn't there do at the time, but I don't really remember. So I started meditating and a friend of mine was also doing this with me. We were both kind of on this same track and I would go to her and be like, I saw all of these cool things in my meditation today. Like I saw my guardian angels and, and we, we danced around and we had fun and they were protecting me. And in the imagery that I was getting in these meditations, my understanding of the world was starting to change. Like there was one time when they lifted this shield off of me that I had been carrying for my entire life and instead wrapped me in their wings and in their feathers. And I was like, you know, what's so amazing is that metal, you like nothing can really get through unless there are holes. And if there's a hole, then anything can get through. But feathers act as a filter. And I was like, so I, it's, I feel more open and and more vulnerable, but also I feel more protected and and like I can receive the things that I'm supposed to, whereas with the shield, I wasn't receiving or able to give anything. And she was like, I want angels. I want to see my angels. And I was like, wait, you don't? Like, that's not a thing for you? Totally clueless um, that that was not normal or quote unquote normal. I believe that everyone can get to that point. That's a different topic. So I'm having all these experiences and discovering that, like, that's not something that everybody in the world experiences. And uh, I was like, okay, well, that's pretty cool. Great, whatever. And I just continued on that path. So then let's fast forward a little bit. I get a job doing spam a lot at this tiny, tiny theater in the middle of nowhere, New Hampshire. And it was the second time I'd done spam a lot. I'm going to be totally honest. I don't love doing spam a lot. As a woman in that show, you are dancing set dressing, essentially. Anyway, I'm going to do spam a lot. And I'm in the middle of nowhere, uh, New Hampshire. And I get there and they're like, you're going to live in this cabin in the woods 10 minutes away from everything else. And I was like, what? And uh, like this town is smaller than the town of, I think is Beaumont that's in Footloose. <laughs> and um, it ended up being the best three weeks of my, I don't know, my summer, whatever it was. It was, it was really wonderful. I have fond, fond memories of that time. I lived in this tiny cabin with three other people and we would stay up all night and we also got terrible phone service. So we were a little bit disconnected from the world. We would stay up all night playing games and then we would spend the day in rehearsals, dancing and playing and laughing. And then the times when we weren't in rehearsals, we were just surrounded by this beautiful, nature and it was truly just the experience that I had no idea that I desperately needed and I going back to spam a lot I always leave that show feeling frustrated because I want to be playing roles like the men are playing and I get very frustrated that as a woman in that show you just don't have that opportunity so I left feeling frustrated and feeling like I don't want to spend the rest of my life playing fluff. That's just not what I want to do. And I had worked with some incredible actors during that production. 
And I remember thinking, I am capable of doing that, but I'm not there right now. Like, I, I, the muscles were not strong. So I ran into a friend who had recently started taking this acting class and she was like, oh my gosh, you have to come to this open house. It's so great. You're going to love it. I had done a show with her before. So I end up in this acting class and this acting teacher is incredibly intuitive. I still work with him. His name is Ken Schatz and uh, this studio has drastically changed my life and you'll see why in a minute. Uh, and this is, I tell my clients all the time, you never know what a recommendation or how a recommendation will change somebody's life because this recommendation for this acting class drastically changed my life. So anyway, I get into this acting class and I'm suddenly surrounded by these incredible, strong, uh, my, the class that I was in was notoriously all women. Like the Monday night class was just this group of strong, fierce women. And I was like, I'm all about this. This is great. I get to this class and I'm like, wow, I want to be like these women uh, who have such deep access to their emotions and uh, can portray these characters just so beautifully. And I was so inspired and so excited and also terrified. And uh, so there's this girl there named Kristen, who, if you've been listening to the other podcast episodes, you now know that Kristen and I are now very good friends. And I remember seeing her work and thinking, wow, I want to be like that. And also like, holy moly, she scares the crap out of me <laughs> because she was so uh, firmly in herself. And I don't know that I'd ever really seen women, especially in the theater industry, be so strongly in themselves and unapologetic for who they are. So somewhere between being a fitness coach and continuing on with uh, this mindset, mental health stuff that has always fascinated me and going to do spam a lot and finding this acting class. I decided I had been, I was tapped out of the fitness world and the stuff that I was doing in that. And I was like, ah, eh, I need a break. And so I went and got a job teaching. Uh, I did birthday parties on the weekends. I taught ballet. I trained to teach as many classes as I, as I could at this preschool in New York. I started doing that. And in doing that, I suddenly have less time for self-care. I have less energy. I'm being exposed to many more people every single day. And I start drifting away from my morning routine, from meditating, from connecting to myself and to my soul on a spiritual level. And so fast forward, I get this cold. It was a Thanksgiving morning. I woke up and was like, oh, those seasonal allergies that always get me this time of year, here they are. And I was like, it'll go away in like a week or so. Uh, it did not. <laughs> I just like kept getting sick. And, you know, working in a preschool, that doesn't necessarily support your healthy immune system. But I would get a little bit better and then I'd get worse. And then I'd get a little bit better and then I'd get worse. And I went to the doctor like three or four times. I went to uh, the urgent care a few times. I had x-rays. I like there was we had done everything for this respiratory cold. And I was like, why is this happening? And it was so frustrating and I was exhausted. I was drained. And then because I was so tired, all these other things started happening. Like I got my foot caught on something and I re-sprained my ankle, which is an old injury for me. And I woke up one morning and I had this pain in my side. Uh, and I eventually figured out, thank God for my uh, 
physical and anatomy knowing that I had pulled an intercostal muscle. Now the intercostals, for those who don't know, are the muscles between your ribs. They help us breathe. They help us laugh. They help us sneeze. They help us cough. And I pulled one. And let me tell you, pulling an intercostal is not fun because it hurts. So anytime I laughed, uh, sneezed, coughed, any of the above, which I was doing a lot of because I was sick, it hurts. So I had this pulled intercostal that I was like, what the hell is happening? This is garbage town. I was so upset. Finally, I saw an allergist and they were like, oh, you're like allergic to New York. <laughs> I was like, great, thanks. Uh, so I started all of these crazy steroids and drugs and all these things to get better. I did start feeling better, but it still would not go away. And it got to the point where I started checking in with my own intuition again. And I started having the thoughts of maybe I need to do like a Reiki healing. Maybe there's something going on in my energetic system that is different or off or out of alignment or out of whack. This is where I'm going to pause the story here and go back to the acting class story. So Kristen had been working with an energy healer. I'm not sure if she was practicing at the time, but I had heard we would always have like these conversations going out of acting class and we'd always like stand on the sidewalk, the, the group of us and, you know, chat about our weeks really quick and update each other. And Kristen would come in and be like, I did this healing this week. And like, I have this past life where like all these things happened. And like, this is why I like these people with this name and all these things. And I was, uh, too scared to ask like, what is this stuff? But also incredibly intrigued. Like I'm pretty sure that I just like openly stared at her every time she would talk about these things and just like try and soak it in because there was something in me that knew that this stuff was a path for me. I remember the first time telling her about that experience I shared with you all at the beginning of this about seeing angels in my meditation. And she was like, oh yeah, you're clairvoyant. And I was like, what? There's a word for this? Like other people understand this? And she's like, yeah, totally. All of a sudden there started to be words for these things that I had already experienced. And I was like, oh my God, I finally found somebody who like understands my brain a little bit. And it was such a relief, which again is why I think sharing stories is so important because you never know who's feeling really alone in the way that they're thinking. And uh, so back to my story here. So Kristen and I are now friends. And I decided in the midst of being sick that, well, okay, I'm going to give you the true honest version of the story. I was flying to visit my mom for the holidays and I was so tired and burnt out and obviously still sick. And I had downloaded the holiday to watch on the airplane. I was sitting on the airplane watching the, those first scenes and I was like, God, I wish that I could do this. And then this little voice in me was like, Madeline, you are a grown ass woman. You can do that. And I was like, wait a minute, I could do that. And so I started planning this trip. And I think I even started planning like a budget and how I wanted to do it on the airplane. And I just decided, I was like, you know what? I don't know how I'm paying for it, what it is, but like somewhere in my soul, I need to go to Europe. So I planned this trip, still sick, still, you know, doing all these things. So around April, uh, me and all my inhalers get on the airplane and I get to... London and I get to this little apartment and the apartment was beautiful and it had this weird energy that I was like uh -huh, I don't know what to do about this and uh but it didn't feel dangerous it just felt a little weird and I was like okay we're fine I have these like weird feelings in my chest coming back up just remembering this so 
Uh, I had also started reading a book about past lives because that was one of the things I had heard Kristen talk about. And I was like, I'm curious about that. So I start reading about past lives and I'm reading about past life regressions. And one of the things that it's talking about is that sometimes we end up in places in the world where we can't explain it, but it feels like we suddenly are home and it can be places that we've never been before. And they said something about even if we are planning to go to a place, it can feel like going home. My next stop after London was Paris and going to France in general I had this overwhelming feeling of going home and I could not explain it. And I, I texted Kristen from London and I was like, I think I have a past life in France and I know that I could do a past life regression, but like, I am terrified because I don't know what I would do if I saw something scary. Like, I just, I don't know. Uh, Kristen was like, all right, I think you're capable of this. And like, you have enough history of meditation and blah, blah, blah. So me and this little flat in London do this journey. And if you don't know what a journey is, uh, it is similar to a guided meditation, but you go and you meet with spirit guides and do these things. And the things that happened in this journey were just remarkable. I had an animal soul retrieval uh, or a spirit animal retrieval. And, uh, I got very clear messaging and I figured out what was happening in that apartment. And I told Kristen about it and I said somewhere in there, like, I think I want to do, find someone when I get back to do like a past life regression with me. And she was like, wait, wait, wait. I have a friend who lives just outside of Paris who does energy healings. You should uh, see if she's available. This is her information. So I email the, this woman's name is Laura. I email Laura and it just so happens that like she can see me and like timing lined up. So she does this sheet that I now do with my clients too, where it's like an intake form of, uh, and hers was like very, very thorough. And I remember really enjoying going through the process. And I think I told her like most of my life story. <laughs> and so I go and do this healing and there were just so many things going on. Uh, one, I was totally right. I had a past life in France and it was fabulous. Um, so we got to experience that and see that, which was great. Uh, I had an ancestral curse. I had things, uh, spirit beings like attached onto me. I think we cleared like three or something that day. And there were just all of these explanations as to why I was having all of these physical symptoms, which is something I did not anticipate. And the intercostal muscle, the reason I brought it up is because the intercostal muscle, that it, I pulled it twice. Uh, there was a spirit being attached there. And it was dark and heavy and confused and sad and so many things. Uh, and we did a compassionate depossession. Uh, cleared that off and while we were clearing the curse I made a note to myself to mention this because it was just one of the most beautiful moments for me uh, I realized that when I had seen my ancestors or like when I had envisioned my ancestors and my lineage I had very frequently seen my maternal line they the ancestor on that side had been very relevant for me and felt very present. And it had never registered to me that my paternal line was very unclear to me and like very muddy. And, uh, you know, we have the ancestry.com and all that, but like me tuning into my ancestors there and like sensing them had been very muddy. So we're doing this uh, ancestral curse clearing that was on my paternal line. And all of a sudden I feel 
my entire back light up like the roots of a tree and it was like someone turned on the light and the electricity finally went through and I was like whoa that is crazy and I could feel my paternal line ancestors and I was like how freaking beautiful is that and to this day I now feel their presence uh, much more and I think there's definitely something to be said for our, our ancestors appreciation of us doing this work because part of what I love about this work is that it gives voice to the voiceless and it heals the things that could not be healed when they were uh, in that time it's just it's so magical so that was just a really incredible and awesome experience. And within a week, I was off my inhalers. I was off my steroids. All of my physical health symptoms had gone away. And now I, I want to make sure to put a caveat in here. I am not saying and I do not support the belief that this work can be done as a replacement of modern medicine. Uh, we have modern medicine for a reason. I think the two support each other. And uh, I go into a tangent, I think, about this in episode one. Um, but the way that I see it is that our physical being gives us clues and begs for our attention to the spiritual things that are happening underneath that are being stored. Uh, in our bodies, because our bodies do store memory, they store trauma, they store, you know, inherited things. There's just so much there. <laughs> I just, my mental track just went a little awry because that's actually a topic that I've had multiple clients reach out to me and be like, will you do a podcast episode about this? And I'm, so that's coming at some point. So I, I was using my inhaler and the things that I was on to the point that I needed it. And it was significantly less. And then by a week I was like, oh my God, I can breathe through my nose again for the first time since November. Uh, this is now the first week of May. So I had this beautiful, wonderful, wonderful experience. And I come back to America and Things just started opening up in a different way. So fast forward a little bit and I, you know, I'm living my life, doing the things, meditating, journeying, going to work, auditioning. And I start having this pain in my lower back. Um, I have scoliosis. I've almost my entire life gone to a chiropractor and uh, I recognize when things are out of alignment in my body and something that was really fun for me that where I started to recognize the relationship between more modern medicine and our spiritual world was starting to look at, uh, look into the spiritual energies of where I was constantly needing adjustments and seeing like, what's going on there? And like, why does, why is my spine moving every few weeks? Um, because we store things in our bodies, we store things in our muscles what's being stored there that is pushing this out of alignment because we are not made for that to happen. And I have this pain in my lower back and I was like, that's weird. I'm going to go to the chiropractor because like it's really achy and it like almost doesn't feel muscular, but like maybe it is. So I go to the chiropractor and I, it was like a last minute. I could only go that day situation. And so I went to old Navy to buy leggings because I didn't have anything to wear to the chiropractor like while he was adjusting me I forget what I was wearing but uh it was not chiropractor appropriate and while I was trying on these leggings I noticed a rash on my lower back and I was like that's weird like I don't really get skin rashes I'm not one of those like hypersensitive people so I went to city md and they're like you know it's a really good thing that you came because you have shingles and I was like 
excuse me? What? And I don't think I said this out loud, but I remember thinking like, isn't that for old people? <laughs> and uh, they were like, you know, it's actually pretty common in people in their young 20s. And I was like, what? Like, I have only ever heard of shingles in old people. And they were like, so uh, here's a little shingles lesson for you. So shingles is a form of chicken pox. So if you've had chicken pox, it's stored in your system. And uh, shingles is actually stress induced. So if your body is going through, I mean, it can also be contagious um, if you like touch the rash, but um, if you are under great strain and stress, it is one of your body's ways to try and make you stop and rest. And I was like, oh, okay. And she asked me, have you been feeling extra stressed lately? And I was like, no, I actually feel like really calm because I had been doing all of this healing stuff and, you know, tuning in with myself for the first time in my life and, uh, and doing all these things. What actually was happening was that, yes, I was calmer than I had been. I had a lot less anxiety because I was like finally tuning in and paying attention to what was going on in my life instead of just running away from it. Um, but even with that, my stress level and the things that I was doing to my body and uh, the things that I wasn't doing for my body, my stress level was like, girl, we need you to stop. We need you to relax. We need you to take a break. And when I checked in uh, later energetically, uh, actually my healer did it for me because I did not know how to do this for myself at the time. Uh, she was like, it's literally like you are a gymnast on the bars and you're just flipping on the bars over and over and over and over again. And your guides are like, please stop, please stop. And they can't get you to stop. And I was like, that's actually kind of how my brain feels all the time. And she was like, yeah, so you don't have to live that way. And I was like, wow, okay, this is new. The shingles was one of my body's ways of being like, girl, you got to slow down. You're doing all this work now, which is great. And uh, I really believe that I would not have gotten that had I not been ready. I believe that uh, the universe hands us things when we are ready and able to take care of them. And because I had caught my shingles so early, it really was pretty painless. Thank, thank the Lord. Uh, that's, that's my shingles story. I really believe that I needed that deep pendulum swing to kind of like knock me over the head and create these changes. And in recognizing that, I realized that I grew up in an area where there is so much nature. And I mean, there's a nature reservation trail thing. I don't really know what it's called, but it's absolutely gorgeous. Steps away from my house. I grew up on a river surrounded by animals and like so connected to mother nature. I used to spend hours like singing in the yard and sitting under this tree and talking to myself. Maybe I was talking to my guides and fairies and whatever, but I spent so much time as a child naturally grounded in nature. And then I was uprooted and I mean, by choice, I did this to myself uh, and put in this place where I was deeply disconnected from nature. So of course I started spiraling. Of course I started feeling crazy and ungrounded because I had not been giving myself those things. So growing up in that environment was probably the best thing that could have happened to me because it naturally balanced my airiness. Uh, and air can be very uh, sporadic. Air moves very quickly. Ha ha ha. Anybody who knows me well knows that I move very quickly through life. Um, 
And all of a sudden, I had I had revisited as an adult what it was like to have that connection to grounding. So that's just another fact that I think is interesting to share. Maybe someone resonates. Um, and another thing is that a huge important part of this story and of my story is community. And I, I've done posts about this on Instagram about having lone wolf, uh, lone wolf syndrome is what I like to call it, where I spent a lot of my life feeling like I had to do things on my own and uh, like independence was the thing we were striving for. And it wasn't until I found people who understood my way of thinking and could relate to the way that my brain worked that I really feel like I grew into myself and I grew into exploring myself and exploring who I am instead of just being the person that society tells me I should be. And it's scary at times to really truly step into yourself especially if that's not what you've done for a lot of your life, which at the time I hadn't. And it is such a relief to find your community and to find your people and to hear that, no, what you're experiencing is totally normal. And there are so many studies about how we grow and evolve to be similar to the people that we surround ourselves with and the things that we expose ourselves to. And so having a community that felt in alignment with who I am was just so empowering for me. So I definitely recommend, I mean, I was scared of Kristen. <laughs> Again, Kristen, I hope you're laughing. Uh, I know you are. But I recognized in my soul that I, I needed to be connected to her in some way. I don't think our instincts make mistakes when it comes to that type of stuff. And if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, 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 I resonate with a lot of this or I feel like I could benefit from this work or this is something that I'm drawn to, I started this business so that there could be a resource for people because I started to be this resource for friends and it's so incredibly fulfilling for me to share this work. So if you want to talk more about this stuff or you have experiences that you want to share, set up a free consultation. We can talk about this stuff. I would love to talk about it with you. Uh, you can sign up for a free consultation through my website, which is the-energy-studio.com. And I think that is it for the day. That's where we're going to wrap up. I hope you all are having a lovely, lovely week. And we'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Energy Studio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, send it to a friend, spread the word, click subscribe, click like. I don't really know how all this stuff works on the podcast world, but do all of the things to support it. And if you would like more information about the Energy Studio, about shamanic practices, or you'd like to set up a free one-on-one -on -one consultation, head on over to my website, the-energy-studio.com. Or you can head over to our Instagram which is at the period energy period studio. If you liked the music at the beginning of this episode, head on over to anywhere where music is listened to and or sold and check out the Heartstrings Project, or you can also follow them on Instagram at the Heartstrings Project. They're freaking awesome. So head on over and check them out.